Greetings, ladies and gents, and welcome to this daily science fiction extravaganza, commonly known as Tales, Tales from Outer from space. Out, space. Out, space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And, as always, I hope that you enjoy. And if you do, please consider supporting the channel. On to the science fiction. Story number one. Humans are weird. Crystals. To a stunder, the breadbox-sized alien slumped in frustration as he turned his attention away from his report for the 42nd time this day. Yes, spins in agitation, he replied, being careful to modulate his body language calmly. It wasn't spins in agitation's fault that the pace was full of humans. What do you need? I have a question, Spins in agitation asked. His hesitation was painfully obvious in the meticulous way that his appendages lifted and dropped. It is about the human's behavior. Yeah, of course it is, Twistunder said. At least the sub-angle suggested that it was only one human the younger Angelate was asking about. He waited for the question. There are crystals hanging in the base's windows. Spins in agitation finally began. Yes. Twistunder said with a stiffer movement than he intended to. Humans are unable to discern differentiation in solar light. Each sun has a single color to their eyes. The crystals are for ornamentation. They scatter the light so the humans can see the broader range of the spectrum. Yes, Spins in agitation waved his gripping appendages quickly. That was what the briefing file said. I had a chance to observe a human without him knowing I was there. Twistunder pulled his appendages under him in anticipation. This was going to be good. It was a solar angle of optimum light scattering, Spins in agitation explained. What the informational packet called a full seven, and human Steve was in the white room. The central foci of the refractions were moving over the walls of the room due to the crystals swinging, and human Steve was, um, was, um... The younger Angelet paused as his appendages dropped in frustration. I think he was hunting the foci. Hunting, Twistunder replied stiffly. Hunting the foci. Yes, Spins in agitation started again. He was uh, creeping around the room, following the refraction foci, the rainbows they call them, I think. Then every time he was close to one, he would, uh, I think the word is uh, pounce. He pounced on them, grasping the flat wall with his primary appendages, and then he would, uh, grin, I believe the word is, and start stalking another one. Then, uh, then the crystals stopped moving, and the foci stopped moving, and he frowned and walked over and nudged the crystal to start the foci moving again. Spins in agitation stopped and drooped in perplexity, his primary gripping appendages lifted in a supplication to twist under... The older Angela twitched and thought longingly for his report. I don't know, Spins, Twistunder said with a droop. I just don't know. End of story. Story number two. The Scent of Heat, written by Betty Adams. They can smell dangerous heat. The simple statement carried no context and Tyrrell curled his secondary legs up underneath him in frustration. Not because he didn't understand Kulcht, but far from it. The bizarre situation their expedition had found themselves in provided constant context. They 
meant the strange biped giants, and no amount of utter grammatical absurdity was cause enough to say that such an utterly ridiculous statement was false. I think that you should give me more details, nutritionist, Chirul stated calmly. After the incident with the snow and the nearly miraculous preservation of the exploration team due to the warm-blooded nature of the bipeds, Chirul wouldn't directly question Kulchich's sanity if he said that a paron beast of legend was politely asking to borrow a cup of ninjuice. Yes, Kulchich visibly shook his, his feet as if he was clearing the mind and stiffened to a more rigid posture of attention. One of the tall bipeds, the one called Tom, discovered that the third coil on the dorsal ridge of Twitch Team's hovercraft was overeating and warmed us of the danger. Jirul had never before this expedition wished he was less educated. If he were a happily ignorant brat of some royal family, given his position based on his parents' wealth rather than of years of effort he put in, he might not know how utterly impossible that statement was. He curled his legs again and forced himself to relax and focus on the obvious problem. Has the coil been repaired? Chirul asked evenly. Quilched raised one leg in confirmation. The technician saw to that. The biped helped. Now, Chirul asked patiently, you say the biped smelled dangerous heat. I don't know how to separate the heat differential from other temperature differences in the open air. Kulchit said excitedly, scurrying across the room to stand beside the team leader. But they, he, he did. He was just walking past. His eyes weren't even pointed in the craft, and you know how important this is for binocular vision species. He just stopped, and his head came up. It is so peculiar when they do that, and I think it's significant. And he contorted his face and then scouted around until he came to the coil and hovered his face over it and asked if it was supposed to be that hot. But how did he know that he, what he sensed was dangerous? Jirul asked, sorting through the files at his desk. Tom is listed as a biologist. He is not supposed to have any specialized mechanical knowledge. I know! said happily. I can't wait to learn more about them. Isn't it fascinating? Chirul let his abdomen sink to the floor with a tiny sound of distress. It was uh, something. Something that he was not looking forward to reporting to his superiors. End of story. Story number three. Humans are weird. Persistence. Written by Betty Adams. Are you sure you don't require aid? Kulchit asked uneasily. The nutritional anthropologist was clinging to the underside of the damaged cargo transport easily enough. The steel bar that supported his six motile legs was more than strong enough to hold his slight weight. No, the unease came from the flecks of iron-rich blood and he could smell scattered on the underside of the frame. I have this quick, the human mechanic snapped. Kulchit fell silent but didn't leave. The human was writhing around in the most disconcerting way. Granted, the odd movements of human joints were usually a little disturbing, and any species with a proper exoskeleton, but Kulcht was barely certain that the human arms were not supposed to bend like that. The pain-filled grunts and the human was letting out confirmed his suspicions. I know I would not be of use in a task that requires such raw strength, Kulcht began uneasily. It would really be no trouble for me to fetch another human to aid you. I can do this myself, the human growled. I don't need any help. 
Gulched wondered at the hostility in the normally friendly human voice. What possible benefit could the human gain by insisting on performing the non-critical maintenance operation that was clearly meant to be done in pairs, especially as there were many other humans close to aid him? A loud snap coincided with a triumphant crow from the human. See? The human called out, I told you I could do it myself. You did, Gulched replied. Though I do not know why you make a point of that, as I never expressed doubt that you could. The human stared at him blankly for a moment and then burst into laughter. He rolled out from under the transporter and sprang to his feet. Gulched followed him and climbed up onto the proffered hand. The skin on the hand was torn in several places, though the human's remarkable heating factor had already stopped the bleeding. Yeah, got a stubborn streak, I guess. The human said, shrugging his shoulders as Gulch climbed up his arm. Sorry, I snapped at you. Apology accepted, Gulch replied. He wanted to pursue the matter, but the human stretched out and bent his back to his tools. Come on, let's get lunch, the human said. I get even more bullheaded when I'm hungry. End of chapter. Story number four. Humans are weird. Compliments written by Betty Adams. Ranger, Mac Dodge, your venting system is quite fragrant today. Mac twisted around and peered through the gaps in the inner workings of the hover truck that he was attempting to fix. My what is, uh, what now? Mac asked. The undulate mechanic, who hadn't yet chosen a verbal name, proceeded to writhe his way up through the engine compartment, only to pause just in front of Mac's face. The alien was a dusty maroon color that most undulates turned to when they were just out of the water for any length of time. It was hard to get the good look at him as he twisted his vertebra free body through the small gaps in the engine. Mac resisted the urge to pull back as the swarming mass of pseudopods stopped just sort of his face. The undulate reached out with one gripping appendage and howled it in front of his mouth like a microphone. Your venting system... The Angelate gestured at his mouth. He's quite fragrant today. The Angelate gave the portion of himself facing Mac a wiggle that suggested approval and pleasure. Oh, um, thank you, Mac said. Your, um, color is a lovely shade of maroon today. Thank you for the compliment, Ranger Mac Dodge, the Angelate said. Mac blinked at him. I guess I'll get back to fixing the hover truck now, Mac said, turning back to his work. The undulate wriggling out of the truck and Mac focused on clearing out the biomatter impacted into his undercarriage. How did your conversation with friend Mac go? The commander asked the mechanic as he swam back to the base. Oh, quite well, the mechanic informed him. You were correct. Ranger Mac Dodge is quite friendly. Hopefully I'll soon be able to call him friend. The young mechanic paused and wiggled happily, and perhaps he will feel comfortable enough to engaging in the petting ritual with me. Perhaps, the commander agreed. Remember that humans do not communicate quite so much through touch as we do, so you must give him time. I understand, the mechanic said. He twisted around as if to go further into the base, but paused at the door. Humans do give the oddest compliments, though. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this dose of science fiction fun. I hope that you enjoyed. And if you did, please don't forget to support the author from the link down below. But if you want to support this channel, there are links as well down below. 
for you to help with. But the easiest way would be to share this video. And if you are so inclined, subscribe as well. I will see you all in the next episode. And I hope that you all have a fantastic time until then. Cheers.